Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Wilson Podcast, the only podcast that I know of that occurs weekly and is hosted by two Wilsons. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at weeklywilsonpod. I am your physically exhausted host, Brian Wilson. Well, all right. It is I, your chlorinated host, Jay Wilson. I thought you were going to end the sentence at um, the only podcast I know of, period. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the only podcast that's out there. Like, you were sitting there being like, man, I hear all these people talking about podcasts. It sounds really fun to listen to, but I just, I wish I knew of any podcasts. I guess I gotta make one. (laughs) Anyhow, Brian, um, how was your week? Um, it was harrowing, Jay. Oh, no. No, it really wasn't harrowing. The week as a whole was fine, but I am very physically exhausted because, um, really, the main thing I want to talk tell you about this week was my whole escapades getting involved with the climbing gym here at San Jose. Oh, boy. I've heard nothing about this. Yeah. Do you remember last time I went to try to climb at this gym when I was here? Wasn't there, like, a debacle with shoes? Yeah, it involved me, like... Um, having to them like making a big exception to let me have a membership and then me realizing I didn't have any climbing shoes so then like them giving me climbing shoes and also like catering to me to have a membership like yeah really just Wilsoned my way into that one oh boy (laughs) but anyways my experience this week I feel like really ties in with something we talk about a lot which is um trying to not force ourselves into the mindset that the only way to work out is by running. Yeah. And then also um, kind of accepting the fact that we don't have to, like, we don't have to do things. Yeah. Like, I really got into a, a spot where I was, like, stressed out because I was like, how am I going to run and go to the climbing gym? Mm-hmm. And, like, is it worth paying for and all this stuff? And I was like, Brian... You're putting too much stress on yourself for all these extracurricular activities that are supposed to just be fun and enjoyable, you know? Yeah, stress around not running or climbing is one of my biggest, like, concerns in my life. I know. I always want to do everything 100%, and there's just not enough time in the day. Yeah, so I was in San... I'm in San Jose for a month, so this is a prime opportunity to, like, get a one-month pass at the climbing gym and Mm -hmm. climb all month. Yeah. And I love this climbing gym. I know it's good climbing. So I was like, if I'm going to climb, this is the time and the place to do it. This is the climb time. Exactly. Um, so, I and the month membership is like $125. Mm. So I'm like, okay, am I going to climb enough to make it worth that much money for a month? Because that's kind of a chunk of change, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I talked to Sydney, and she's like, oh, that's definitely worth it. You always talk about this climbing gym. It's one of your favorite things about San Jose. Like, you should do it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, thanks for the blessing. That makes me feel better. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, so I want to do it. Like, it's something I enjoy. It's something that's worth the money. I think I should do this. But then I was like, okay, but how, like, my plan was to climb in the mornings and then run in the afternoon, because daylight is an issue with running, you know? Mm -hmm. But then I found out the climbing gym doesn't open till 8 so by then I'm at work already. Mm. So I was like, oh, then I'd have to like run in the morning in the dark and then climb in the afternoons if I wanted to. Um, so then I was like, oh, that's going to be like really tough. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to climb enough to make it worth the pass. Yeah. If this schedule doesn't work out. 
Mm. And then I eventually arrived at the conclusion. I was like, Brian, you don't have to run every day. Yeah. You can climb instead of running. And that was a big, a big leap for me to take. Yeah, I did that this past spring. Mm-hmm. So a year before, uh, last year at the same time, I did two or three days a week. I was subbing out runs for climbing. Yeah. And it was, I didn't feel great about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a well, good see, choice, but, like, I just, for some reason, yeah, I never was able to fully invest my soul in it that I felt like I was doing a good job. hmm But then, so I was able to kind of reconcile it with myself, because I've already gotten into the routine of Monday and Friday, or sweaty shredder days. Mm. So I was like, okay, maybe I just climb Monday, Friday, but I wanted to go, like, three or four times a week to make it worth the pass, you know? Mm-hmm. So... And then also I was like, oh, well, if I do that, then I'm cutting sweaty shredders. And now I'm just climbing instead. And I really needed to, like, convince myself. I was like, climbing is a workout, Brian. This counts. You're still being physically active. Yeah, I feel like we fall into the trap of if we do something, okay, I need to do this forever at this frequency. I know. (laughs) Yeah, because then where I finally arrived eventually is, like, if I climb as workouts for a month, mm-hmm. that's a month that I'm doing something different. And it's probably, for my physical fitness, more beneficial than doing what I was already doing. Yeah. And I think that... Because I'm working parts that don't usually get worked. Yeah. I think our problem is that running is very specifically something that you do it, and as long as you're doing it, you're getting better. And as long as you're not doing it, you're getting worse. And that's just how running works. And we think that everything mm-hmm. works that way, which to some extent, it probably does. Like, if I don't do push-ups every day, then I'm probably getting worse at doing push-ups the longer I don't do push-ups. But that doesn't necessarily, like, uh, transfer over just to all physical activity that we do. But I think that's how our mind sees it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, long story short, I was able to reconcile with myself. I was like, this is going to be a climbing month. I'm going to climb a lot. I might climb more than I run, and that's okay. Yeah. So I've been getting into that, and dude, let me tell you, after the first day of climbing, the next morning, I was like, whoo, doggy, I am tired. Yeah. Like, this whole week, I've been excessively physically exhausted, and there have been a handful of days that I've done multiple things. Like, uh, one day I did run and climb, and then there was one day I climbed, or I ran and did yoga at the climbing gym. So that's the other thing, is the climbing gym has yoga classes. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, while I'm at it, I'm paying for the membership, got to get my money's worth. I'm going to do some of these yoga classes too. Yeah. So then since you also recently dove into yoga a little bit, I kind of wanted to break down my thoughts on yoga with you too. Okay. Yeah. So I've been to, I've been to one class and I went in with the mindset. I was like, you're just going to go in. You're not going to know anybody or anything or how this works. You might look like a fool. You're going into a situation mm-hmm. where other people are going to know what this know what they're doing and you're not. Yeah. Just so just own it. I'm like I'm just going to go in, figure it out. No so you shame. walked in and you were like, "All right, everybody. I don't know what's going on here." <laughs> <laughs> Basically, no. But I walked in, I well, it's extra weird with COVID, too. I was like, "Are they going to have mats? Do I have to clean the mats? Like what's the MO there?" You always have to clean the mats. Um <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> that is not but, new. <laughs> uh, so they, 
well, I didn't know if they'd have mats at all. So yeah. then I was like, if I don't have them, if they don't have mats, I don't have a mat. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Are people, people going to look at me like an idiot walking in without a mat? Like, I don't know. But they did have mats. They also had yoga blocks, which I've never used before. Mm. Have you ever used those? Yeah, so I like to arrange 18 of them and use it as a super duper thick yoga mat. <laughs> Just build a fort around me. Yeah. Where I can safely shavasana for one hour. Yes. You need a lot of support. Um, but no, I did... One One guy was friendly. He was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And I was like, oh, not bad. Like, this is my first time here. And he was like, oh, okay. And he kind of, like, showed me the ropes. He, like, got a set of blocks for me. I was like, what are these? He's like, oh, I like them. They help. <laughs> and I was like, what do you do with them? But then I figured it out. You're sitting the there doing tree pose with two blocks stacked on your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, getting into the yoga, um, Jay, I have a hard time figuring out yoga in my head. Like, I've, I've always had a hard time liking it yeah. and enjoying it. It's one of those things that I want to like and enjoy, but I just have such a hard time with it. Like Bloody Marys. And I think, yeah, like Bloody Marys. <laughs> but after going through it and thinking about it a little bit, I think I've pinpointed why. Why, Brian? It's because... Because I feel like yoga, at its essence, is contradictory, especially when you're starting. Because they build... When I think yoga, I think, like, smooth, relaxing, like, very meditative. Mm-hmm. But then I go to do yoga, and every position just feels like I'm twisting my body in an unnatural knot. Yeah. And, like, I'm flexing and sweating and trembling and, like, tired. Yeah. And I'm like, this is... I'm like, the physical act of yoga does not line up at all with the, my conception of yoga. Yeah. Which makes me feel like I'm doing it wrong or I'm not getting out of it what I should be getting out of it. Mm. What do you think about that? Well, Brian, I would point out now, this is also a very uninformed yoga opinion. Yoga opinion, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, <laughs> and I would say, so we think that running is very meditative and relaxing, right? Yeah, everyone else is saying, I'm sitting there running and sucking wind, this is the worst, I'm not relaxed, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's a similar thing where um, you don't feel relaxed at first, for sure, because, one, you don't have the strength for it, but one of the things that um, they were talking about in my class was, it was framed in this bigger thing that the instructor was talking about, but at one point she said, I know it's exciting to like work hard at yoga and see your strength increase and your stability like improve and whatnot. So I think that like the smoothness and the stability and the meditative quality comes with um like just any amount of practice, you know? Like for me, mm-hmm. I started doing that stretching routine after I run and I did at first everything felt like really bad, but then two weeks <laughs> in I could actually do the poses. And then I was really, since the pose was comfortable, just like getting into the pose, since I had stretched that way for like a couple weeks, then once Mm -hmm. I, once that was comfortable, I could then like push the stretch or like throttle it without it feeling like bad. It was like, okay, I now have a comfortable point in the stretch and I could throttle it to feeling the stretch and then throttle it further to like really stretching like hard. So then I think okay. that the tough thing with yoga is that a lot of it starts out that way. It's like my body's never done this, so it's not used to it. But then quickly, like all the poses will start to feel 
more natural, I think. Interesting. Okay, and that's what I figured, too. So, for this session, going off my mantra of, you don't know what's going on, you're figuring it out as you go, just enjoy yourself, Mm -hmm. and, like, take it all in. So, when we were doing poses, if I was, like, trembling and struggling, it's like, I wouldn't hesitate to just, you know, I'm going to take a break here for a second. I'm going to stand back up, stretch out the legs, get some blood flowing, and get back into it. Yeah. Like there, I w- I wasn't hesitant to use the yoga blocks whenever I needed them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my main takeaway was my hips are very not flexible. Like doing pigeon pose or like dragon pose. Yeah. I was like, I cannot do this like at all. Yeah. So pigeon is and, one of the big stretches that I do every day after my runs. I know. I see you do it, and I'm like, man, I wish I could pigeon as good as that guy. It doesn't take long, honestly. Like that's one of the things mm-hmm. is that um running ratchets your hips and your butt and your hamstrings and quads super tight so like if you're not stretching it every day mm-hmm. they just calcify into blocks of granite um <laughs> but yeah so you liked so, it though uh, but, but yeah hmm? you but you enjoyed yourself at least to some extent yeah, I'd say it was an enjoyable experience. It was a productive experience. I did make uh, meet a couple people that mm-hmm. say they go regularly, so I'll probably also go regularly and see them again, so that'll be good. But um, also touching on what you said, kind of with like after two weeks, you start to feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess real quick, also on the climbing side, um, got pumped out like so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I was climbing like V0 to V2, and I was just trying, like, kind of doing all the routes, just knocking them down. But I was done after, like, 15, 20 minutes. And I was like, man, nice. I want to climb more, but I get so tired so fast. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I'm really excited to do both of these things consistently for a month and then see how good I am at the end. Yeah. That'll be because exciting. Because when you're just starting, that's when you see the most, like, monumental gains over a short period. So I'm really excited to see how I progress in both of these. Yeah. For um, getting your fitness with your, like, pump up um Mm -hmm. i'd also say that sometimes like just trying to make it so that you can climb for longer by taking breaks might help Mm -hmm. that's what i did so last night i went with a shout out to one of our biggest fans jovi nice um i got one guest pass for the month so he came to the climbing gym with me and having someone with you like just kind of chatting between Um, routes and like taking turns like that allowed us to climb longer and then we were sending some v2s v3s so i'm already like getting getting it back a little bit i think but yeah nice yeah and that's kind of what i'm up to that's exciting oh i do have one last thing to run by you so you know how we were talking about talkies and flaming hot cheetos yeah and I said I was just going to have to wait until Flamin' Hot Cheetos, like, cross back into my life for me to try them again. Yeah. Well, Jay, this week it happened. Flaming Hot Cheetos found their way into my path. How so? Um, accompanied with sushi. Ooh, like a hot Cheeto sushi roll? Yeah. After Jovi and I left the climbing gym, we decided, let's go get some sushi. And we went to this sushi place, and they had a flaming Hot Cheeto sushi roll, Jay. Nice. So we got that. Honestly, it was more sushi than Cheeto, but it was like, there were Cheetos, like, sprinkled on top of it. So, like, you ate the sushi, and then there were a lot of Cheetos on the plate you could eat. <laughs> and, yeah, not too spicy, actually. I was 
pleasantly surprised. It also, the sushi roll had cream cheese in it, so that really counteracted any of the spiciness. I don't think it was a great assessment of how much I like Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. It was. It did have flaming hot Cheetos in it, and it was good. Yeah. One of the things that uh, in there's this podcast I listened to, that will remain unnamed because I refuse to support other podcasts. Um, Wait, there's other podcasts. But I will table it, Brian. Um, so this <laughs> these people apparently in high school a move that everyone would do is you would get a bagel, toast it, put on cream cheese, and then flaming hot Cheetos. That was a thing. Yeah. I guess I, I'm I'm losing touch with the young folk. I think that would be very good. I can ver- see that working very well. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, Brian, would you like to hear about my week? Yeah, give me the highlights. Yeah. So, basically, first week at the job, um, you know, mm-hmm. doing my thing. Um, I already talked about cribbage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not playing cribbage? Yes, the absence of cribbage. Um, which is the <laughs> name of my first... Uh, autobiography um so yeah i divide it into pre-learning cribbage and post-learning cribbage it was it just worked out temporarily really well for the way i wanted to do the volumes um but so brian the rest of the week um first few days i stayed on the third floor which was a ghost town because my entire department is um like uh remote workers for now um mm-hmm. essentially i think it's a lot of it's the thing where once people went home for covid and realized that they could work from home just as well people are reluctant to come back in the office um but anyhow so that whole floor is empty so probably through the week i moved down to the second floor where there's people who have nothing to do with my job aren't in my department but they it's, it's a few of the people who are like helping me start out working there and uh mm-hmm. there's just other people so it's a little bit nicer um but yeah, so rest of the week went pretty smoothly. By the end of the week, I was starting to finish up all my orientation activities. and uh, But it was Friday, so nobody really wanted to start projects. So Friday, can't I... can't work too hard on a Friday. Yeah, you can't work too hard on a Friday. But, um, Brian, I reached peak boredom on Friday. It was bad. I was like... Peak, like, lifetime boredom? It, was, it had to be close, Brian, because I was sitting there just trying to kill four hours with nothing to do oh man and also um this job it's a really laid-back work environment all the people are really nice um Mm -hmm. but as far as um like restriction on doing things that aren't work goes it is the most intense job i've ever been at so i think pretty locked down yeah part of it is the fact that it's the aerospace industry so there's just a lot of restrictions in general like we have a lot of military contracts Mm -hmm. so just company wide, yeah, gotcha. it's a tighter seal on things. Um, but yeah, everything that I could possibly do that isn't work is blocked on my laptop. And oh no, so I was really at a loss for what to do. Um, what about on your phone? Yeah, so my phone's fine, but then I'm on my phone, and being on your phone is obviously a very different connotation, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was. Wandering around. I, I periodically would, like, get communication from coworkers to do small things, so that helped a little bit, but, oh, man, Brian, it was a, it was rough going there on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say you could get, like, a book, but I guess that's kind of the same as being on your phone uh, as far as work goes. Maybe worse. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which is odd. 
Well, there's the possibility that I could be doing work on my phone, you know? Like, That's fair, send yeah. emails or something. But book? Mm-hmm. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> Unless um, it's a book about aerospace. Yeah. Who knows? Um, anyways, I have high hopes for week two. It's tough for me. I think just transitioning to a nine-to-five is really hard mm-hmm. for me. Especially when I'm not doing work yet. Because... Spending that much time is just difficult for me, just because it's taking out that huge chunk in one piece from your day. Whereas, like, when you're at school, it's kind of a weird, like, amorphous blob of kind of your time and kind of other people's time, yeah? Yeah. And a lot of times, you're relaxed and with friends, so it's weird. But then work, it's just like, Mm -hmm. you're at work and you're you're ours for eight hours. I feel like being completely locked out from the internet and, like, other, like, fun things you could do on a computer, though, too, um, breeds a good atmosphere for, like, childlike shenanigans, you know? Like The Office. Yeah, no. Like, coming up with weird ways to pass the time. So, I, in my exploring, yeah, there was some of that. I found a drawer in a supply closet that has a bunch of peanut butter pretzels in it. Okay. Um, horrendously stale. I <laughs> ate them anyways, because I can't resist those. Um, Good. Peanut butter pretzel bites are this weird uh, sector of the snack kingdom that I don't like all that much, but also am physically forced to eat via my own compulsions. <laughs> like, I can't not Makes eat sense. them when they're around, but I don't like them that much. Yeah. See, I'm that way with a lot of foods. Yeah. It's how Bronson acts around Cheez-It Grooves, except Bronson is has a more intense uh, like relationship with Cheez-It Grooves, where he absolutely despises them, but will eat the entire box in ten minutes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So oh, man. that was pretty much my first week. I'm hoping that like once I get into interesting work, it'll go down a little easier. Which, when people the first week, people are constantly asking you. Like, oh, how's it going? Or are you enjoying it? And I find it really difficult to be, like, bluntly honest with them. Because, like, the mm-hmm. job's fine. They're not doing anything wrong. Like, everyone's nice. I don't. I haven't really started any of my actual work yet. But just being in the office for eight hours a day and just doing that, like, get, doing trainings, getting systems set up, sending emails, mm-hmm. it just... It feels... It, never fails to feel soul-crushing to me for at least, like, the first little while. I'm quite familiar with the feeling. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, no... Not to give short shrift to my employer or anything. They're doing everything they can. And I I guarantee this would Mm -hmm. happen anywhere that I'm working eight hours a day. But, yeah, for this short startup period, it just... The vibes are not firing for me yet. Yeah, I think that's just anything... Like, any job i think it would be very rare to immediately just be like this is my life's calling i'm so happy i think most jobs it's like with such a big shift and like Mm -hmm. a slow start to a big shift it just gives you a lot of time for doubt to be like is this what i want am i doing the right thing should i have done something else and then that immediately just puts you into a really bad spiral yeah um because yeah i kind of went through that with like I, if I remember correctly, like every co-op that I did. Yeah. And But the thing that I always reassured myself with was n- talking to dad about it and knowing that 
That's how he felt at his first job after graduating. Yeah. And that was not a co-op. That was a job. Yeah. So I always took solace in the fact I'm like, well, whether I like this or not, it's only a few months. Yeah, so. And I know for you this time it's eight months, but in the grand scheme of things, eight months, not that much. Yeah, no, it's not. That's what people are saying, like, oh, since you're here for so short. And for me, it's like, I feel like I'm going to be here forever because this is two co-op rotations. But still, like, yeah. one year is a very short amount of time for, like, any sort of large-scale mm-hmm. engineering practice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I also think, yeah, can't really make a fair judgment on the job or the people or the work until yeah. you've been there for at least, like, a month or so. So, And I'm yeah. sure you know that already. I'm just kind of reiterating Yep, but anyhow, so Brian, I think that's all I wanted to say. I haven't really talked about anything outside of um, work that happened this week. It was just a lot of anime and running. Um, <laughs> yeah. I although I did do I did four five runs this week after each of my work days, and um, I, I told you I was I was starting back up with running because my foot hurt for a while, but then. After I moved here, I realized, hey, wait, it doesn't hurt at all now. So I started running again, and I kind of thought something might be wrong, and I was suspicious. And then today I woke up, and you know how like when you um when you warm up your hands too fast and you like close them and you can tell that your fingers are swollen. Mm-hmm. It's like I could like close my feet into fists, and I could tell that my right foot was swollen. Oh my, that's not good. <laughs> this morning, yeah. So I was like, it still doesn't hurt, but. I can't deny that something's wrong now. <laughs> yeah. So today I did the first uh, bout of um, injured boy working out. So I went and lifted for a while with Grant and then did some aqua jogging. Mm-hmm. But At least you're in good company. Yeah, no, so hopefully... I, I, I've also been getting really excited about the thought of like getting strong. Like, I really love running and what it gives me, but I also really want to just get stronger, too. Um, yeah, and ideally, you. ideally, I would be climbing a bunch to get that kind of strength, but the only climbing gym... It looks like a good climbing gym, but it's, like, 26 minutes away. So, that's kind of a yeah, tough swing. A yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I... Uh, you know what? Maybe this will be the, the spring-slash-summer of gains for me. You had one. Ooh. Gain Train 2022. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll keep you posted on that. But anyhow, that's my update. Alright. Yeah, I think the only other thing I have is, uh, I think... So, I thought I had a canker sore way, way, way back on the side of my tongue. But it's herpes? I feel like it's rubbing weird in my mouth. Huh? Nothing. Well, no. Well, now, I. but I've also felt like it's kind of moving around a little bit, so I haven't been sure. And, like, sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. I'm coming around, I think it's a, a piece of food. Really? Yeah, and it's been there for like a week. Hmm. So I I started really going at it, and I've I've been getting like little bits of it out at a time. I think. And oh, I just how got a big is this? Out, so I don't know. I it's a mystery back there. Jeez, can you see it? It's like deep. No, it's deep in like a like a way like tonsil area, deep crevice of my mouth. Yeah, that like it's not like in my throat, but when I tried to reach back there. My mouth was not happy with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, keep me posted on that. That's uh, 
<laughs> yeah, that's our one tidbit to gross out the listeners for this week. But I'm, I also realized at the beginning you did your uh, Silk Sonic intro, but we did not mention that this is in fact the episode that we're going to be doing our Silk Sonic review. Oh yeah. Well, all right. I'm going to do that at least like four more times throughout the episode. Um, you didn't have to. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, let's get going on that. So, you've been wanting this to happen for a long time, so you're obviously better oh, prepared boy, than I am. Have I. Yeah, you gave me <laughs> one one little callback call-out on one of the songs. So, the echelon mm-hmm. for like the observations that I think you're going to make on these songs, I have absolutely no idea where you're going to take these. Yeah. Well, I find it interesting that you think I'm going to be more prepared than you, because I did all my preparation, like... A month ago, yeah. whereas I feel like you've been thinking about it more recently. Well, so I'm going to be going it. through my notes that I took, but I might be rediscovering things as I read them off my notes. <laughs> but also, I might read things I wrote and think, "What was I talking about?" Yeah. So I, I've been thinking about it, and I've periodically listened to Silk Sonic, but I, for some reason, I felt like I could never shift gears into how hard you thought about it a month ago yeah i don't really know we'll see we're gonna find out here but uh okay let's start oh, off also with the... on the oh, radio sorry. lately yeah on the radio lately i've been hearing a lot of old bruno mars songs yeah and i'm like guys get with the times where's <laughs> silk sonic why are we not playing this and yeah. it made me concerned that like maybe the world didn't like this album as much as we did which no, is quite I think possible it's pretty big yeah, so I went on Wikipedia to see, like, the critical reviews, and I think, on average, it got, like, 8 out of 10 stars. How hard is it to get stars on an album? I don't know. Well, there's a bunch, like, just different magazines and different organizations that rated it. Some people yeah. do 5 stars, some do 10 stars, some do, like, I don't know, thumbs up, thumbs downs, weird things. Yeah. But it seemed like it was basically universally accepted as good like nobody thought it was bad. Yeah. But then um nobody was raving yeah, about it. It was only like 8 out of 10. And I was like I feel like this should be 10 out of 10, guys. But you got like I don't know, Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift and Adele taking over like the radio and like the pop charts. Yeah. I thought this would be on the pop charts, but I guess it's not so much. Well, where is it on the Billboard? Like are there have any of them made it on the Billboard 500? Um, I forget as far as the album. I think it might have peaked at number two. I don't lay really know. lay down the uh lay down your thoughts on, I guess like intro slash leave the door open since those came out like way long ago and we've had a lot of time to chew on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Oh, you want me to dive into my reviews? Okay, so here's yeah. what I was thinking, which actually goes along with what you were saying, is I want to go through go through the album in order, tell you my thoughts on each one. And then once we're done with that, I'm going to give you my... I ranked them from best to worst on the album. They're all good. It was really difficult to separate them out. Okay. But I ranked them. And then we're going to see if you agree or disagree with me. And I'm almost positive you're going to disagree. Okay. Wait, you like... So that's what wait, we're going to do. I was Googling. You <laughs> ranked them? 
Ranked each song, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I do have thoughts on That's what are my, my favorites at the very least. Huh? I do have thoughts on which songs are my favorites for sure. Okay, good. So we'll we'll get to that. We'll have we'll duke it out. But here we go. I'm just going to go through my bullet points because the, hopefully it'll jog my memory about things. So, yeah. intro. First song on the album, intro. Oh, I forgot. I have little snippets of each song. I was trying to do research. Um, well, I asked Scotty how much of each song we could put in and like not get sued. Yeah. But he insisted that he doesn't have a law degree, so he wasn't willing to give me any advice there. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go for like less than a second of each song as we introduce it. So first we're going to review intro. So, as far as intros grow, as far as intros go, <laughs> great intro, short and sweet, gives the vibes, um, has the uh, the line, well, all right. Yeah, and which also, is iconic. Blaster of the, <laughs> and also blaster of the universe. Yes. Which is not as uh, quotable, but equally iconic. <laughs> and then also Bootsy Collins referring to himself as Bootsilla. He said Bootzilla? Yeah. Bootzilla himself. Okay, I I always wondered what he was saying there. Okay, yeah, Bootzilla. (laughs) Nice. But yeah, just anywhere Bootsy Collins is on this album just makes me so happy. Well, who is Bootsy Collins? I don't know who he is or what he's done in the past, but he was made for this. (laughs) Yeah. It's like... Oh, you um, guys got Bootsy yeah. Collins to do the intro for your albums? He's introed like the hundred greatest albums of all time. It's like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I would would not be surprised. But yeah, just the density of good lines. Like I think everything he says in the intro is good. He says, Well, alright, it is I, Blaster of the Universe, Bootsilla, Bootsilla himself. himself. Mm-hmm. And he says and then it goes on a little more. He says he's the first one to say like, Silk Sonic. Yeah, he goes, "Fellas, I hope there's something in your cup, and ladies, don't be afraid to make your way to the stage oh, for man. a band that I made, Silk Sonic." Oh man! So now that we now that we sang the entire intro, yeah, <laughs> that one's pretty short. So I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on it? Um. Well, I just I do love a good uh like album that flows from song to song and they did a good job of that into the first song. So that always makes me mm-hmm. excited to like listen to it as an album, you know? Cuz whenever I, I hear agree. a song where yeah. I know it phase shifts into the next song, I wish cuz I'm usually just shuffling music. I always wish that right. I was listening properly. Yeah. I agree with that. Which, speaking of phase shifting into the next song, the next song is probably the one that most people know, Leave the Door Open. Yes, still on the Billboard Hot 100. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, here's what I gotta say about this one. Um, I feel like it, I may be a little biased towards this one because it's been out for so long, so, like, overplayed. And I feel like it was also the most present in, like, um, TikToks and stuff. Yeah. And whenever a song gets popular on TikTok, it makes me like it less. Okay. I don't know why, but it just makes me upset. But yeah. uh, I think the real, the shining star, the best feature of this song is all of the ad libs in the background. Oh, really? 
I'm sipping wine, sip, sip, in a robe, drip, drip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shut your like trap is another stuff. good one. Mm-hmm. Shut your trap. <laughs> yeah. Just all the ad-libs, I think, are the best part. But also, it has um, really good emotion to it. I like that. Yeah. I have maybe best vocals on the album. Really? Like, the most vocally riveting one, I think. Hmm, okay. I'm trying to recall all the parts of it just in my mind right now. Yeah. I feel like every song... Uh, do I want to get to this now? Okay, I that, yeah. I think that's what you then just the get next bullet Bruno point, Mars. Huh? I think that's just part of what you get when you sign up for a Bruno Mars song. It's like, he's gonna have passionate vocals, you know? I know, yeah, because here, my next point was bridge leaves something to be desired. Like, it's not, because uh, it's just the la 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 la, you know, that, like, over and over again. Is that the bridge? Huh? That's the bridge? Yeah. Okay. Um, But then, I don't know. I feel like every song on this, it has, like, most songs have, like, two verses or, like, what is it? Isn't it like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus? Like, that's the typical... Yeah, I feel like. Like, layout of a song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the songs on this album, they go verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then there's like maybe a mini bridge, but then the last, instead of chorus, I feel like it's just Bruno Mars freaking going off. You know? <laughs> yeah. Which I love. I'm all about it. So that's where I think I think the the like the last verse of each song, or maybe sometimes in the bridge, is like yeah. where the vocals really come in strong, and I love that. But almost every song does that, so I couldn't really credit anyone over another just for that feature. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So in this one, I think the bridge was particularly weak, in my opinion. Okay. So and then also the last thing, I don't know if you have this, but it loses points, in my opinion, for fading out. Yeah, fade outs are cowardly. Yep, so they did it, but you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta let it slide, I guess. So that's all I got about leave the door open. Mm. Anything else from you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just, I think I give it points for the sheer nostalgia of, it was the first song where I was like, Holy shit, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac are doing an album. <laughs> <laughs> it hit me. Honestly, I remember the first time I listened to this song when it was on my Discover Weekly, and I was like, the first time I listened to it, I was like, eh. It's like, I don't know if I really like that. Not my vibe. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely closer to my general vibe than your general vibe. Mm-hmm. But um, then the more I listened to it, the more I came around, obviously. Yeah, and how many times did you listen to or watch the music video? A few, not a lot. Yeah, because that music video is also pretty pretty golden. You think? It's just them in the studio. Yeah, but the vibes, Brian. And the camera cuts. I mean, yeah, the, the vibes, yeah. Like, there's some cool. really good camera cuts in there that are, like, humorous. It's, a, it's another humorous video. Um, mm -hmm. But completely eclipsed by the smoking Out the Window music video. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um... Another thing I saw on the Wikipedia, like, just people's reviews of it, were they were like, it was a little too silly. They were like, it was sillier than either of them were individually. But 
that was kind of overshadowed by the fact that both of them pushed each other vocally and musically to make it even better than anything they've done on their own too. So I don't oh, get the silliness. Like they were being humorous in their like physicality, um, mm-hmm. and some of the lyrics, I guess. But all the ad libs and leave the door open. <laughs> yeah, but like it's not silly. Like I don't know. It was the tone of the. Like, it was, a to me, it was a circumstance of the story they were telling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's the tone. Yeah. Someone said it was a, it was an album, it was an album about, like, friendship and something else masquerading as a love story or something. Ah. And I was like, I like that. But now I'm just plagiarizing other people's words. I think we should move on to the next song. This is where I think we start getting into the meat of the album with um, Fly As Me. Yeah, so this one started out wasn't a big fan. Like it was funny, but mm-hmm. um, the more I've listened to the album, this is honestly in my top, like definitely in the top half, maybe in the top like three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I have, you know, how we love a good ballad or like yeah. an album that tells a story. Yeah. I broke it down. I think this is part one of the saga of this album. Of the story, yeah. Of the story, yeah. So it's this guy, he's got swag, he's like, I'm so fly. And he's yeah. just like, he's feeling himself. He's a player, he's a baller. He's yeah. out there doing his thing. He's cocky and everything. Um, so I have my bullet points. Uh, the intro makes me think of Splatoon. I don't know if you've ever got that vibe. Hmm. I can see it now that you mention it, but I didn't get it. Especially like the wow, 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 wow. Like that yeah. makes me think Splatoon. <laughs> so I have a lot of these. I have them making me think of Nintendo games or other things like that. So uh, um, I also have, I thought this one was going to be pretty TikTokable. I'm not involved in TikTok at all. I don't know what kind of songs latch on to TikToks and become popular, but I was like, yeah. I could see this being pretty TikTokable. I don't know if it has or if it, Will or you're asking whatever. the wrong guy. Um, I thought you were a TikTok guy now. Well, I got pulled in, like so. This first week at work, it was there was TikTok and happening. Um, but post work, there was far too much TikToking happening for my tastes, so I've okay. subsequently deleted them. Got you. Well, regardless, it <laughs> I already kind of said it, but it makes me so mad when like I play a song for somebody and I'm like, I love this song. And they're like, I don't think I know this. And then it gets to a certain part and they go, oh, this is the TikTok song. And I'm like, it is not a TikTok song. This is a song that <laughs> people use on song. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. So that always makes me bad. My other favorite things about this are um, the yells at the ends of the verses. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, I think every verse ends with them going like, yeah. Ooh. Okay. You remember? You'd have to listen to it again. But the yeah. yells are golden. <laughs> um, And then my favorite little Easter egg, I think, is at the end of, uh, at the end of one of the verses, uh, Anderson Paak goes, and I'm gone. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that specifically. But he goes, and I'm gone. And then the drums drop out, which I think is cool because he usually plays the drums. And then they come back in shortly after that. 
But then at the end of that little bridge that they do, then he comes back and he goes, and I'm back. (laughs) Starts singing again. And I find that really funny. Oh man, that is funny. Mm -hmm. It's the little things like that that really make the album for me. I I picked out a lot of them, so I hope you're ready. Yeah, and I mean, maybe that's where it comes from, but like, Anderson Pock's a funny guy. He's a goofball. I know, yeah. He's goofing around and he's doing what he loves. Yeah, Yeah, so if they wanted an album that wasn't silly, it's like, okay, you guys just haven't been paying attention to Anderson Anderson Pock until this point. Like, this is what he does. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna dock points for them being silly, then you're just in the wrong place. Yeah, and I think maybe it's because I was more of an Anderson Pock fan before this album than a Bruno Mars fan. Oh, were you? I mean, like I was as much a Bruno Mars fan as anybody back in the day. Like he had all the songs on the radio, but it's not like I right. was a deep diver into Bruno Mars. It's just that I knew which songs of his were on the radio. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, Anderson Pock. I listened to like his discography, like. Okay, I'd never heard of him. Yeah, no, I listened to a bunch... Because I... I think Tommy got me into him. But I basically... I took... I'm not trying to say that I was like, oh, I was into it before it was cool. But, like, I took a deep dive into into Anderson Pock, Like, maybe... Three months before he collabed with Bruno Mars. And then, okay, gotcha. like, pretty soon into that deep dive, it was like, hey, he's doing a big thing. And I was like, oh, shoot! <laughs> nice yeah okay well yeah so i feel like we covered fly as me groovy good one yeah um part one of the saga so then we get into the next song after last night yeah so they they got together yeah so um yeah part two is baller player guy was out on the town picking up a lady and then he got one took her home and then Got more than he bargained for. <laughs> now he's in love with her. Yeah, but, uh, so Brian, in my opinion, one of the best intros of a song on the album. Okay, remind me, what was, the, uh, I have a bullet point that says, beginning makes me uncomfortable. Okay, I remember now. <laughs> it says, I don't know what you did when you did what you did, but you did it, girl. <laughs> says, yeah, I don't usually stutter, but you did d- 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 do it to me. Yeah, so that's Bootsy Collins, yeah. which he's going to be gold, know. you know that. But before that, there's mm-hmm. a woman's voice saying, like, her That's the her part that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Because the... Because, <laughs> which, I mean, it's good. It fits in the yeah, song. Like, like, it makes sense. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me that much. But it's one of those that, like, when I put it on for someone else, yeah. or, like, if you're just playing cards or board games with friends and it comes on, people are like, what is this? Yeah. You know? Well, like, you're not going <laughs> to sing that part. <laughs> No. Yeah. So uh, definitely not. <laughs> Be- but then, yeah, you're right. My next bullet, my bullet points are: beginning makes me uncomfortable, and the next one is lots of Bootsy makes me happy, and then Bootsy <laughs> intro is awesome. <laughs> I don't normally stutter, but you did d- 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 do it to me, girl. <laughs> Silk Sonic, and then it goes into the song. No, okay, yeah, it's not that. Really it goes, it goes Donut Silk, Donut Sonic, boom. After last yeah. night. Oh man, Bootsy <laughs> knows knows when to. Do a rest, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then I have I have an Easter egg for this song too that I really love. Okay, that I don't know me. if you would have picked up on. Um, is so in the first verse, one of the lines is, "Uh, throw my phone out the window. There's no plans tonight." 
something 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 yeah and then in the next verse one of the lines is if i still had my phone i'd call every girl i know and tell them <laughs> goodbye oh, and i'm like when i first heard that i thought it, i was like what did he like lose it like after last night i'm like did he lose his phone last night but then no in the first verse he says he threw his phone out the window <laughs> And I love that. <laughs> oh, man, that is pretty good. Yeah, this one, I think it had, like, um, it was easy to just sort of get swept up in it being just like, okay, it's a slower song, it's more of a love song, but um, mm-hmm. there were some really good, like, holds and, like, sustained notes and just, like, some vocal gems that I really liked. Like, the one part where it goes, like, um... Like, the, the, the hold he has right before he says, bye-bye-bye, you know that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, if you just really and lock onto them that, goodbye. it's like, there's such a good harmony and a good bye hold, bye. and it's like, yeah, it's there's a lot of good musical moments mm-hmm. in this song. And then, I'm going to sing the whole thing if we get too into it, because yeah. I love this one also. Yeah. Um, that being but said, yeah, not and this one is another one of the album. Uh-huh. Like... But this is another one that I was talking about at the end, like verse three in the bridge, yeah. like bomb vocals. Yeah. Like the last one where it goes, after last night, I think I, I think I'm in love. Like that yeah. whole part. Yeah, that's good. And then there's the, what was it? There's the part where he goes, um, I woke up this morning and you're running through my mind, baby. <laughs> that part? <laughs> no, but that's another good part. What I was thinking of was, um. It's like the it's like the pre-chorus, I think, where it's like the, everything drops off and it's just Bruno Mars for a part of his mm-hmm. like vocals, where he says like, you know like or like that gushy gushy good girl I want some more yeah yeah gushy gushy good is a good lyric too oh yes not uncomfortable at all um but yeah so that was like I love moments. I think what really, something in all songs that will always intrigue me is when they're able to cut everything for a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, any time where everything, like, literally everything drops away for any amount of time, and then also, like, a lot of times they'll put in vocals over that break, so I guess they don't drop everything, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I love it when everything's yeah. silent for a second. Yeah, that always has a big impact. I'm telling you, man, the rests. Dude, the rests. honestly. Um... <laughs> But uh, this also has a... I forgot that the lead-up into the chorus is really good. Because it's... Um, that gushy, gushy, good is a great lyric. And then, sweet, sticky, thick, and pretty. Oh, yeah. Change the game. <laughs> That's uh, a great one, too. Yeah, no. This so, is yeah. definitely one that like took a while to build for me. Like First listen mm-hmm. through, didn't really catch my eye. Same, yeah. But, yeah, it was a sleeper. It's a good one. A yeah. lot of good coming out of this one. All right, so then we lead into part three of the saga, which is Smoking Out the Window. One of, if not my favorite song of the album. Bitch! Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this one has big points on the humor factor, big yeah. points on the music video factor. Huge. I didn't know if I should factor the music video into my ranking. Because not all of so them I have didn't. I just, Yeah, I just looked at it as, as a song, objectively. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else? I have a trifling ass wandering around barefoot in these streets. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> that whole that whole breakdown, yeah. He said, look out! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have a Bruno's falsetto at the end, where he's going, ooh, 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 ooh. 
you yeah. know, like that whole part. Yeah. I, that makes me really happy for some reason. Oh, yeah. Bruno Mars can falsetto like no other. Oh, yeah. And then this is another Easter egg I already talked to you about, how in the chorus there's a the part where it goes, but I was wrong, wrong yeah. cause you belong, that whole part. That makes my mind jump to Bruno Mars' song, Locked Out of Heaven, yeah. where he goes, for too long, yeah. which might just be coincidence, but no, I think it's a it felt to me like a little bit of a subtle callback, yeah. and it made me feel cool. That is, that is cool. <laughs> Yeah. So those are my bullet points for that. Um, I don't know how much more you have to elaborate on it. Elaborate. My thing with this is, like, I love it. It's a great song, but in the context of everything else, there wasn't a lot that really made it stand out to me. Yeah. I mean, it's really good lyrically, and it's just, like, a good groovy song, but, like, vocally and, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Tell know. Sell me on it, Jay, because I know you love this one. Well, so I'm trying to think through to, like, what are the actual, like, musical features that draw me to this song. And... It has, it has that thing you talked about where it drops out, and then they go, This bitch got me. <laughs> so yeah. that's really good. But I really think that... What... Also, also probably the funniest lyric on the album, I think. Or the funniest moment, because it's so isolated and yeah. zoomed in on just that. <laughs> yeah, so the music video, I think, is really what catapulted this one. It's like, it's hard for me to dissociate from it, so I automatically love the song, because it just I think about how much joy experiencing it for the first time gave me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, Anderson Pock playing dead for half a verse is... Hilarious. Like <laughs> that killed me. Because there's for those of you who might not have listened to this, I, I we should have prefaced like you should listen to all of Silk Sonic before you listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, well put in the show notes. <laughs> if you haven't listened by now. Yeah. But uh yeah, there's the moment where he says, Not to be dramatic, but I wanna die and then like they do a wide shot of the whole stage, and Bruno and uh, Anderson Fox is laying on the ground, <laughs> like I know, motionless. <laughs> and then he and then the, the way he comes back yeah. into smoking out the window what a benzo, benzo. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a uh, yeah. The dance is great. Their dance moves are just casual and smooth. Yeah, it's hard to describe how their dance moves are in the music video because it's like kind of slow but like just like it's like they're dancing like they're old and they don't want to break anything (laughs) that's a great way of putting it yeah but Um, anyhow yeah but yeah so great song that's the only thing i have against this one is that so much of the goodness comes from the music video yeah that then when i listen to it as just a song i feel like i'm missing half of it yeah you know i don't know about you but like trying to listen in my head to all these songs in a row, the fact that they're all from the same artist and the same genre is making it much harder for me to, like, hear the song in my head. Yeah, I feel you. I didn't think this would be that difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, we didn't mention this song, another great, just little quick intro to it, where, wait a minute, I thought this love was so, this love started out <laughs> so tender, so sweet. <laughs> yeah, Boosie Collins now getting his... Smoking out the wind. Yeah. But yeah, so also part three of the saga, so fell in love with this girl, and then now it's not going well. Yeah, is this like, so, smoking out the window, that's like, oh, she doesn't want him smoking inside. 
Um, I just figure it's kind of like, like a vibe. You know, you picture someone like sitting at a window smoking a cigarette. Really? It's like they're deep in thought. Okay. And then I, I also picture it in a car, like looking out the window of a car, driving down the highway or something, or maybe not the highway, but driving through the city, smoking a cigarette out the window. Like you're thinking of something. I always thought it was more just like, thought. okay, they got together, but now it's like, oh, she's like bossing him around and making him sad. Like she was making him smoke out the window rather than smoke inside. And like, oh, okay. That could her, be it too. Yeah. Her kids are running around his house. He's paying her rent, paying for trips, diamonds on her neck, diamonds mm-hmm. on her wrist. Um, and yeah, so he's just like, he sort of got more than he signed on for, or like he, he was enamored and now he is realizing everything that he's done. But then they have the line, um, gotta give you back to the city. So like, I don't know if that's like, like letting the fish out back in the ocean or like, it also gives me like prostitution vibes because she's like, cause he says you belong (laughs) to the city. I don't know. That could just be like people going out to bars. It's like you're on the market, you know? I guess. Going out to bars and clubs and stuff. Yeah, but he's saying like, I thought you were mine. And they said, but I was wrong. You belong to everybody. Yeah. So that I don't think that has to mean that she's a prostitute. It can just Not be that she's a player. But like, but like, okay, maybe it was like he was she's living her life. He was so infatuated her, with her at the beginning that like then he's like, oh... Like, we should date because, like, you're the best or something. But then it's like, oh, no, this is, like, she's a wild spirit. Like, you need to, like, you get your, you you have your dance with Lady Silk Sonic, but then you can't cage that bird. She needs to fly. Yeah. It's like, I get the vibe that it's like, he thought it was exclusive, but she was still playing around, okay. you know? Yeah. That's what I think. Or maybe she was just cheating on him, because... She had kids running around his house. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're getting too bogged down in the details, but I think a lot of it gets cleared up in Saga Part 4, Put on a Smile. Oh, man. Put on a Smile. This I think this might be... Like, if... This might be tied for number one for me. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, one of the bullet points on here, crux of the album. Yeah, this I'm, is the, I'm a sucker for a This is song. the... Uh, what's it called? The... What's the book? The Climax. This is the climax of the album. Yeah. It's a... Uh... Oh, man. Some of my favorite musical moments. I feel like a slad... A slad... A sad, slow song makes a lot of room for some really cool moments musically. Looks like they got more time oh, to yeah, work with. Time. It's inherently more emotional. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just really liked this one for a few specific moments, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so this song I think has like has it all. It has has the Bootsy intro. Oh yeah, it's... ain't no shame begging in the rain. <laughs> Is it begging in the rain for you? It might be begging in the rain. Yeah. yeah. What do you say? Why? What did you think it was? I forget what I thought, but it's like ain't no shame. Like stands in the rain. I don't know. He's doing something in the rain. The meaning is not lost in that one word. <laughs> Take it from your Uncle Bootsy. Yeah, your Uncle Bootsy. <laughs> I love Bootsy Collins. Um, Does he have yeah, his own album? Have like, like, what What does Bootsy Collins do? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, Saga Part 4. So now he's let her go, and he's sad. He's all upset. He's torn yeah. up about it. 
Um, trying to be ha- he's trying to go back to his player ways, but it's just not the same. Yeah. He's putting on a smile, out buying drinks for everybody, Shots trying to be everybody. the life of the party. Yeah. So yeah, has the most emotion. I said maybe best vocals on the album. Yeah. He has the high hold and everything drops out. That that moment is the climax of the album, in my opinion. I liked um. What was it? There's um. Man, I can't think of it. But yeah, just overall... Or no, it's a... So the one part of this song that I don't like is when they go to like a major chord or major key. I don't know. Because they come back and they say, when the only thing worth smiling for... And then they Mm -hmm. always go, you... Like, yeah, it's like a minor. You like that minor better. I love the minor. Mm -hmm. And then they go to uh, like, you... Like they go to like a uh-huh. a major for like the yeah. third one or I think it's the second one because then the third one is minor again. I feel like they do the minor twice or I don't know, but anyways, and then yeah, but I was I think, I'm pretty sure back. it goes minor, major, minor. Yeah, I was like yeah. they can't end on the major. So then when the first time I heard the song when they came back to the minor, I was like, thank goodness because I love that yeah, part. They do the major, and then Bruno Mars takes over and goes up to the climax, and then comes back down, and then they hit the last minor. Yeah, it was hard for me to think of that moment as the climax, because I didn't like it. Okay. Like, or at least, like, it's, I guess it's directly... Part where he goes, but inside, I'm dying... You didn't think that was it? I mean, it's good, but, like, it's... Okay. It's not the part of the song that gets me the most excited, you know? Like, I really like, um... Like, even in the beginning, when... I think it's Anderson Pock even, who's just like, I could pretend that... I'm thinking about you. Like, that... Yeah. I don't know. Just the... It's the cadence. Like, the emotion. Yeah, and the... Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I feel that. Yeah, I don't know. The whole song for me is like a vibe that I really like out of a song, but that one particular part, while it is like the musical climax, mm-hmm. wasn't too crazy about the major key. Um, okay, I can, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, and my last point I have for this song, um, if you give it another listen, is uh the drum riffs are nuts. Oh yeah, there's like really easy good, like... to. Oh sorry. I was gonna say I have drum riffs are nuts, but easy to overlook. Okay, yeah. When they're going, because the only thing we're smiling for. Yeah, the... Anytime they're doing that, the drums are going nuts. And I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> but it's so easy to, like, you hear it, but you don't think about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I think these drums deserve some credit. Yeah, and then some of the parts that might not have been as technically complex, but, like, you know how sometimes in, like, when we were in band in high school, there would be songs that were, like, all gas, no brakes, like a billion notes coming at you and just like a wall of sound. And it was really fun to play and really like loud and ostentatious. But, um, uh-huh. then there were other songs where it'd be just, it felt weird and there was a lot of resting and like things, uh-huh. rhythms that didn't really make sense and weird percussion instruments coming in. Like they always had, <laughs> the percussion players would always bring out the weirdest instruments. Like one of them was just like a pan full of bolts or something. Um, <laughs> but, uh, those ones, a lot of times, they build mood a lot better, I feel like. And I thought there were some good percussion moments that 
or in the background, like you know the faded like do 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 like in the background. Mm-hmm. I'd have to listen again to hear where it's at. Yeah, it's like it's like just in a moment when there's like not much going on, like vocally or musically, like he'll just have like a like a faded background, like and then it like fades out, like yeah. It's like uh, you can imagine it like being in the background of like a jungle scene in a movie. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But um, yeah, there's some like good just like mood building elements that I thought mm-hmm. were in this song. All right. Well, that, that brings us to the next song, Saga Part Five, the final part of the saga, in my opinion, is seven seven seven. Or he's back on his game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then he's over being sad, he's back out being a player, and he's having a blast. So, <laughs> no lessons learned here. <laughs> nope. Just a slice of life album. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought this one was pretty TikTokable too. It's another fun, upbeat one, lighthearted, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, the part at the end of the... Or the Yeah, the parts between the chorus and the next verse make me think Mario Kart. The part where it's dun 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 That makes me think Mario Kart. Um, this has one of my favorite lyrics in the album. Oh, yeah. It might be my favorite lyric is where he goes, I got bills to pay, but bills can wait. Fuck it, we ballin'. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. Yeah, which, <laughs> um, Which I thought people would find funny because... Seeing people not be smart with their money really stresses me out sometimes. Yeah. Um, but that lyric just cracks me up. <laughs> what about, didn't you really love, uh, uh, it's gonna get weird tonight, so no pitches? Oh, yeah, I love I love a lot of the, uh, <laughs> all the lyrics in this song. I love, yeah. oh, was this my favorite one to sing? No, a different one is my favorite one to sing. But this is up there as far as favorite ones to sing. Oh, man. Um, just touch down. Up a, up few a few that, that. yeah, that's so good. <laughs> and then um, the Easter egg for this one that I have is uh, in the second verse. Um, he says, "Moonwalk to the money like a Mike Jack." Yes, I'm faded, pupils dilated, but the man in the mirror saying, "Go and get your paper." So obviously they say, "Moonwalk like a Michael Jackson," and then the man in the mirror yeah. saying, "Go and get your paper." Which that one's obvious, but then I also just feel like I've always compared Bruno Mars to Michael Jackson. Yeah. I think they're very similar. I think Michael Jackson was still like way more popular in his time than Bruno Mars is in our time. But yep. I also feel like there's a lot more noise to cut through now. So I don't yeah. really know how... You can't really compare them. But I yeah. think they're similar. So I thought it was cool that there would be a Michael Jackson shout out on uh, Bruno Mars' project. So Yeah, I'm sure that like that's that. like an, an idol of his to like, you know... Um, many other uh, things considered um yeah uh but yeah no this one's just like yeah this one's fun to me it's uh Mm -hmm. not like i'm gonna sit there and ponder this one but uh yeah it's not a thinker it's not like musically complex that you really break it down but it's just fun it's a good song it's like it's a radio song it's in the same category as fly as me and i prefer fly as me to this one okay that's fair yeah, but yeah, fun TikTokable radio kind of song. That's yeah, that's kind of all I have about it. Yeah. So then we kind of get into the uh, epilogue of the album, I would say, where we have we're out of the saga now. So yeah. the next one is just skate. Yeah. So skate, I thought in the context of the whole album, is definitely in the upper half for me. 
but when it was just um, leave the door open and skate where the singles out, did not care for skate. Mm-hmm. As far as the singles, yeah, skate kind of flopped. Yeah, I was not. A, I think the other fan. ones, I think the other ones jumped up to like one or two on the hot on the Billboard, and I think this one made it maybe to five. It might not have even cracked the top ten. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so the intro of this one makes me think of Super Mario Sunshine. Wait a minute. Do, 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 do. It just feels very, like, tropical to me. Yeah. Um, but I will say this song has many of my favorite, or no, yeah, I said this had the best lyrics of all of the songs on the album. I love the lyrics on this one. I feel like the whole first verse and chorus, I love singing this one, too. Because I like the lyrics, and then they all flow together, too. There's, like, no weird waiting in between stuff. Yeah. Like, it all links up really well. He says, I'm trying to roll, trying to ride, trying to flow, trying to glide. Mm-hmm. Just hold my hand. No, just grab my hand and hold Take my hand and hold on to it. Oh, skate to me, to me baby. Yeah. Um, I think the best lyric... I forget, I think I've already said that something else was the best lyric, but I think this is actually the best lyric, is, um, I can smell your sweet perfume, ooh, you smell better than a barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to me, that just felt like, okay, so they're making a summer song, cool, like... (laughs) I don't know, I've heard more references to things smelling like barbecue lately, though, too, so I'm wondering if it's more common than I thought. Because for me, I just felt like that was... It's like when a country song mentions a truck. I'm just like, oh, this pop song mentioned summer thing. Like, cool. I don't know. I liked it. It's a good good line. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because it's talking about barbecue, but it's saying you smell better than a barbecue. And I'm just like, that's a really weird thing to say to a girl. Does she smell like barbecue? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's saying, I can smell your sweet perfume. You smell better than a barbecue. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. so she smells good. It's like, it's like saying that, like, uh, I don't know, I can't make a good simile right away, but it's like, both smell good, they're supposed to smell very different. So it's like, yeah. saying that one smells better than the other, it's like, it's like if I'm eating a steak and I'm just like, oh man, this tastes better than chocolate cake. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then right immediately after this, you smell better than a barbecue. Then he says, uh, superstar is what you are, which again is like a very straightforward lyric, very common, but I, it made me think of treasure where he goes, treasure, that is Is what what you you are. Yeah. Yeah. Gave me similar vibes to that. So I felt like that was another Bruno callback that I liked. And then the other clever lyric, I think, is um, in the bridge. He goes, I never fall, but tonight you got me falling for you. And I thought that was... Skating. Yeah, comical (laughs) in the context of skating. He's saying, I never fall on my skates. Like, I'm good, but you got me falling for you. So I thought that was kind of clever, too. Kind of cheesy, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I liked a lot of the lyrics in this one. I'm trying to remember the first verse, because I really like the first verse, but I can't really remember much from it right now. Yeah. Well, Brian. So, yeah. Moving on to the last song. Um, This last one off. Could, not, could very well not exist, and I wouldn't notice. 
Happy trails. Oh yeah, I just <laughs> I have one bullet point. It says just not good. Oh yeah, I don't remember this one. <laughs> uh huh. Um, it seems to me it's about like getting high, basically. Uh. Mhm. Mm because yeah, it goes. I took a little something to get here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got yeah. a little more if you want it. You can have it all. Yeah, so, I don't. I yeah. you, I remember those lyrics now. I could not tell you the next one or what the whole song sounds like. Oh, let's tiptoe to a magical place. Oh yeah, it's like all right, but yeah, just not great. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's all right, you know. I could see people liking it, but the vibes just didn't hit really well with me, so I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on that one. Yeah. Well, Brian. But yeah, that's all the songs. Yeah. Um, You ready for my rankings now? Oh, shoot, I forgot about that part. Yeah, lay them on me. Okay. So, I'm going to start from the worst and work my way to the best, and we'll okay. see what you got. Do you have any rankings written down at all? No. Okay, so maybe take notes of how I'm ranking them, and then you can see what you would do differently. Okay. You can yell at me. All right, so worst, number nine, blast off. Easy one. Okay. <laughs> Here, wait. No no qualms there? Yeah, I mean, like, I could hardly remember it, so, like, am I really going to leap to its defense, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Next one behind that, number eight, or in front of that. Number eight I have is the intro. Which, the intro's great, but I mean, it's an intro, you know? It's yeah. short. Not much there. So then, for number seven, appropriately, I have 777. Um, yeah, no qualms thus far. Because 777 Cause to me like is just a said, worse, like, yeah. A worse fly as me, yeah. Because they're upbeat and fun, but... They don't, like, add much to the album. Yeah. 777 could have been a single instead of Skate, I think, honestly. Yeah, that might, have, that might have fared better. Alright, here's where you start to get mad. Because for number six, I have Smoking Out the Window. Okay, like, musically, I, I can see it thus far. Because, like, Smoking yeah, Out that's the Window I was, is largely... I was keeping this separate from the music video, is yeah. the thing to keep in mind. So if you take the music video out of the equation, I can see that happening. Okay, okay. This is riveting <laughs> podcasting. No disagreements. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember spending a lot of time ranking these and, like, not being confident at all in my rankings, so I'm surprised we've agreed so much so far. I think the top is where it gets really tough, though. It's just, they're all so good. So it's really hard to draw any lines anywhere. But next, I have Fly As Me, number five. Yeah. Okay, wait, sorry. Which I was another, my phone so that's, incessantly vibrating, even though it's on silent, which is weird. Okay. Um, five is, you have Fly As Me? Yeah. So that's another one of the upbeat ones. Um, part one of the saga. So that's what puts it ahead of uh, 777 for me. Yeah, it like has contextual... More contextual significance. Alright, then for number four, I have After Last Night. Okay, um... This is where it starts to get really tough. Yeah, I'd say uh, Flies Me might be ahead of After Last Night for me. Really? Yeah, I really, the more I listen to it, Flies Me really... 
Man, actually, you know what? After last night has the like the the pauses and the like. What is it? Yeah. After last night has really good vocals yeah. in the last verse in the bridge. Sweet, sticky, thick, and pretty. You changed the game. And it has yeah. Like and it has the and and it has the Bootsy intro of I don't know what you did when you did uh, what you yeah. did. Oh yeah. Okay. So flies me might need to take a backseat. Anyhow, what are your next ones? All right. All right. So that's number four. Up to number three. Three, I have Skate. Oh, God, Brian. Okay, yeah, so Skate would one go that behind I really Flies Me and After Last Night. That's what I figured. But Skate, I just love singing it. Like, when I, when I was listening to the album a lot, Skate was one of the songs I found myself singing and quoting most often. You can't, cannot relate. You know oh, what? We... Skate to me, baby. Yeah, no, I just don't really get a lot out of singing that one. I don't know. There's not, there's mm-hmm. no, nothing of that song moves me greatly. Yeah, I like it a lot for singing value, but looking at my rankings now, I probably would bring it down. Yeah. At least after last, I would move it behind after last night. Fly as me, I would have to think a little bit. All right, so now we have a number two song of the album goes to Leave the Door Open. I figured this that Leave the Door Open wouldn't be the first one. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's just great. It was the first one. I have some emotional attachment to it since it was the first single we heard off of the album. Yeah. Um, has pretty good vocals once you pay attention to it. It fades out, but I don't know. I feel like Leave the Door Open could go down, maybe. But no, I wasn't going to move it behind I think skate. It, has, it loses <laughs> its poignancy when uh, it's been out for so long, you know? That's yeah. That's what I was trying to not hold it, hold anything against it for being out longer, which yeah. is tough. Because I remember when it came out, I was like, "This is amazing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because then uh, I had skate at number three, but if I moved skate down, it's like, do you move leave the door open behind after last night? I don't know. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Leave the door open. I think is more like widely enjoyable, though. Yeah, it's got like it's got slow moments. It's got like fast-paced stuff, kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyhow. So, so yeah. So then that leaves us with the number one song off the album to be "Put on a Smile," the crux yeah. of the album. Yeah. The emotional so, apex. Yeah, it's like I feel like the only thing that's tough about making "Put on a Smile" number one is it's like. It's like saying Schindler's List is your favorite movie. It's like, yeah, it's your favorite movie, but are you really going to watch Schindler's List every week? I know, yeah. So, like, I think it's like, yeah, it's, I'm a sucker for the vocals and, like, the mood that it creates. So, I'm, I think I'm fine with Put on a Smile being number one. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just not like an all-weather song, though. Yeah, if, you you're, know? if you're going for a heavy hitter in any scenario, you're going to, you're gonna put out "Leave the Door Open." Mm-hmm. Leave the door open. Honestly, it was the perfect single to release because it really, like, if you put every song into a blender other than "Leave the Door Open" and dumped it out, you'd get "Leave the Door Open." <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, my thing though is like "Leave the Door Open" was super popular. Like it yeah. really caught on. But I don't know why because it doesn't seem like a song that would catch on. I think, I think it yeah. mainly caught on for the funny ad-libs. But, like, that style of music doesn't tend to, like, be 
in the limelight. Yeah, they're, they like, kind of like popular these purposely days. dated the music style that they went with, which like maybe that's why they uh-huh. said it was silly because it's like, oh, you guys aren't from that time period. Why are you doing that? It's like because it sounds good. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah. So that first one, I think a lot of it was the novelty of it all. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I think that um, leave the door open. It was their first foray, it was the single day release, and I think they picked it for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's very representative and very good. So, like, if I had to yeah. if I had to get someone hooked on the album, or, like, say, hey, you should listen to this album, listen to this song, and see if you like it, I would give them Leave the Door Open, you know? Yeah. It's an, it's an Which, every man's it's, song. It's still just weird to me, because it's, like, it's kind of a slow song. Yeah. Well, think about know. all the Adele songs that get popular, you know? That's true. Adele just has a stranglehold on the music industry, I think. You think? Yeah. See, here's... Okay, we're done with the Silk Sonic review. We're getting into other stuff now. Because I was listening to an Adele song earlier today. Yeah. Or yesterday, maybe. And my thought was, when I hear an Adele song, I know she just released a new album. But if I hear a new Adele song, I feel like I'm still listening to an old Adele song. Yeah, which is crazy because she I can't differentiate the new from the old. Huh? Which is crazy because she smokes a lot. What do you mean? She smokes like cigarettes. Oh, is she a big smoker? I think so. Maybe I'm and making that up. Like hasn't changed at all. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Either yeah, way, she... my point is like she does. She hasn't really changed her style or like she's not doing anything new. It's just more, more Adele. Uh, she stopped in 2011. It looks like. Okay. Good for her. Well, I don't know. Do we want to talk about other musical artists too? We're already pretty up there in time. Yeah, no, we can, uh, we can, we can leave it here. But uh, you said no emails this week. No emails this week. Do we have any tweets? Um, no. I think we still have no followers. <laughs> That's a bummer. <laughs> but that means all that means having zero followers means that almost everyone that listens to the podcast is following us. Nice. So you can look at it from that perspective. Yeah. Um well, Brian, I'm glad we finally got to do this. It was very uh, timely and topical. I'm sure that it's going to be it's going to shoot <laughs> us to the top of the podcasting charts. We had to let the album age before we could do a proper yes. review. We had to let it breathe. We decanted the album. Um, yeah. But thanks for coming on this week, Brian. Our Always most, a pleasure. You're you our most uh, steadfast guest, both um, host and editor. <laughs> it's really nice of you to mm-hmm. do that. Um, that's all we got for you this week, guys. Uh, next week, I think we're going to talk about our fears maybe so we don't usually tease the next episode but i we have it so i'm teasing back i was gonna say that's a bold strategy what do you mean i don't know so much could happen in the week jay i'm about to get hit by a tsunami well are you afraid of tsunamis don't answer that tune in next week to find out (laughs) (laughs) that's all we got for you this week uh So until the end of next week, and unless otherwise noted, my name's Jay Wilson, his name's Brian Wilson, and this has been The Weekly Wilson.
Yeah, I feel like I should have mentioned earlier in the podcast, like, I just, someone just texted me this morning that a underwater volcano erupted and the whole West Coast is on a tsunami watch now. Yeah, so, so uh, keep Brian in your thoughts, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that might be what I'm dealing with today. All right.